This episode is brought to you by Blueprint Renovate Program, the program designed to create space in your firm to cultivate mindset change through what you do every day. Visit blueprinthq.com.au slash contact to start the conversation. So here's the question. In an industry where the rules were written over a century ago and the world of business that we work in keeps changing, how do accountants like us grow our business and its people to their full potentials, stay agile and keep ahead of the game? How do we build scalable businesses, create working cultures no one wants to leave, win new clients, stop trading hours for dollars and establish ourselves as the client's central advisors? That's the question and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the In Demand Accountant. I'm your host, Sam Dean, and I'm on a mission to transform and modernize the accounting industry and help ambitious accountants like yourselves double your revenues, work less hours, and enjoy life even more. Stay tuned and enjoy some brave conversations. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, Growth um, versus Fixed Mindset. I um, really hope you enjoyed it. It's one that certainly um, helped me develop a lot of the change that into my lives. And today I really want to drill down on a topic that definitely needs to change and has been discussed as a changing thing over, well, the whole three decades I've been working and um, continues to be so. And that's the pricing. I'm telling you what, if I get what, if I see one more a webinar or uh, software or anything coming out to say, how should you price? What's the best software, etc. Now, why I think this is all very useful, I think there's a fundamental thing missing. And my question that I would like to really drill down and have a conversation is if our shift to these types of pricing, why hasn't it happened yet? Because we do have some great tools. We do have lots of great knowledge. And I'll drill down on some of the forebearers of this and some of the people who's all dominated um, in the pricing conversations. All of this stuff is fantastic. But why are 90% of firms still doing hour for dollar pricing and pricing at the end of jobs if we need to have this value pricing revolution that's being discussed. So first of all, I want to really get clear, pricing in itself does not drive our sales or our profit. It's the ability to sell and connect the value and how that client perceives it. Now, you can talk about pricing all you want to the cows come home. And I know that I used to spend and I have spent a lot of time on it, but it was the ability to sell and connect the value back that actually started driving sales and profit and then tweaking those prices going forward, both as important as each other, but we spend so much time on the cost and the pricing of it. And we do, I don't think, spending any time on First of all, the selling skills that requires us to actually sell the price to the client or the product. And also, why is it so hard for us to shift the style of of pricing that we do to? And that's obviously around the mindset work. So let's drill down on to this a little bit. And first of all, let's talk about the story of our pricing and why we have an issue with it. Historically, we actually have the best pricing model ever invented. We calculate a charge-out rate, which is in theory reflects the cost of the person doing the job. And hopefully if you're doing that right, you've added on um, the extra costs of technology, et cetera, going on. And then 
but in reality, really, we've inherited a band or we've had a look at what our competitors are doing and charging. So even then, it's not actually based on our costs. And then we actually, at the end of the job, we look back and see how long it took and we charge that. And sometimes we look at it and go, well, maybe the, the client won't actually wear that or maybe they'll wear a bit more. So we kind of do a bit either a fixed or a value price at the end of the job as opposed to at the beginning where it should be. So it's actually a beautiful model. It's the simplest model. And frankly, we would still be not having this conversation if we thought we could get away with it. The problem is we cannot sell this anymore. It's not appropriate. And also, I think it's fundamentally affecting our profits and as well. And the market is deeming more and more that this is not an acceptable way to price. So we've actually been talking about price and how to do it since, well, in my memory, since 1994, when Ron Baker first heard the phrase, the way accountants charge by time is the stupidest thing I've ever come across. And his colleague, Mark Wickersom, has said, said that in 1994 in a conference that Ron was actually at. And now Ron has gone on and some say, and, and I agree, he's the value pricing guru in our industry across the world. And he wrote a great, you know, the great book, Implementing Value Pricing and many others. And he's also continued to work with Mark Wickersham. Check him out. They've done some great work and they still speak on this to the day. And it's interesting, you know, these guys are getting on a bit now and that, you know, there hasn't been much more conversation or much more contribution at that scale. And the reason is, is because what they're doing is saying is fundamentally right. And the techniques of fixed or value pricing, you know, you know, there's not a lot to expand on that. So we really have to sit back and say, well, why? Why have we not adopted this? And what's going on with that? So let's drill down on, on some of my theories. And of course, these are my opinions as usual. And I would always absolutely love to have a conversation around that. And if anyone out there is listening and wants to come on the podcast and have a chat, I would just adore to do that as well. Because I think this is all about starting to have conversation as to, okay, well, why, why hasn't this shifted why are we 90% of our firms fundamentally still doing, you know, alpha dollar charging as opposed to either fixed upfront or value pricing. So there's a couple of reasons why. I mean, one of the biggest ones is we need a mindset shift and we have, we are trying to undo what most of you may be listening have learned all the way through our career on how we actually price. And if you try to change anything, at all, whether it's the way we price or the way we even think and look at pricing, it really takes a lot of work to change and we need, you know, the tools to actually do that. It's not something you can just shift overnight unless you fundamentally have to. And even if it, people were to actually fundamentally say, you know, it's illegal for you to do hours for dollar, like they have commissions or whatever in the financial planning world, it would still in our minds take us a while. I have not done hours for dollar charging for over 15 years now. But I still find myself every so thinking, oh, you know, that kind of product would cost $2,000 because it would take, a, you know, a coach about two or three hours to do it. And, you know, we're still sort of looking at the hours, not the value. And, you know, obviously I, I catch myself aware of that and shift um, how we actually price. But we have to shift this mindset and that really, really takes work. So the first point of why we're still stuck in that is the mindset shift away from the hours for dollar, which is a very fixed mindset. 
and then also, you know, take that to the more growth of, you know, what are the different ways. And what you do find when you do go in and, and start doing this is it's a combination of a lot of the the various ways of pricing that you'll adapt. But when you've been brought up on it and, you you know, we have to actually work at actually changing our mindset and before we can actually change what we're actually doing. The other one is is we have been able to get away with it. So, you know, our market has allowed us to use this very simple way because that's the way it's always been done. It's just as we shift and become faster and our profit margins are squeezing, we do really need to look at this and, and have it. And our clients are demanding it. But, you know, we are in that unique situation, particularly with clients, as we still have, have a product, um, mainly if you're just doing tax, that has to be done. So our, our, we have been able to get away with it. So number one, we need a fundamental mindset shift, um, and that takes time, effort, and thought. And two, we've been able to get away with it. And the next one is, as, as I said, is we have to be able to sell it. Any kind of fixed or value pricing, no matter how you look at it, has to be sold up front. So we have to be able to connect. And it is that connection to value and the fear of that and our lack of teaching in these skills around our, you know, how we do this that also blocks us. Because so we've got a double fear going on here. First of all, we've got the fear of I have to change what I've always done, you know, in the way I actually price. And the second fear is, oh, my God, now I have to sell it. Because, you know, once you've already finished a job, you didn't have to sell it. You still have to go and sell the um, ultimate price. But you are, I very rarely see anybody actually going and selling, you know, a higher price than they thought that they could achieve. So that's the three things as to why I think we haven't had the revolution that we've said. Certainly there has been the top firms, 5 10% of us have definitely changed and taken up the mantle of the different pricing systems but I work with a lot of accounting firms and I can't apart from two you know my firm included and a couple of two others of all of the firms the hundreds of firms that we've worked with or work with now are completely on any kind of either fixed or value pricing most have a combination and most are probably less than 25 percent in upfront whether that be value or fixed so we've still got a very long way to go, and I think we have to do it in a short, sharp time period. And by short, sharp, I don't mean in the next 24 hours, you know, two, three, four, five years. That is a very short time in our industry, considering, as I said, the idea came up with Ron in 1994. So, um, you know, that was a few decades ago, and I can't remember a time in my three-decade career where price hasn't been discussed and the need to change, and it just hasn't happened. Another way to really think about it is I think, and we do this quite often, and look, this is not just the accounting industry or accountants, it's it's a very human thing. We are trying to put the cart before the horse. It's way easier to price than what the horse is for us in this, which is, you know, to learn the skills and the skills and everything to actually implement change and then implement selling. And it's kind of like putting my 16-year-old C-grade rugby player son up against the Wallabies. He really needs to develop the skills and the muscles to play at the level he's at and then start increasing that till he would have any hope of going up against the Wallabies. And I can tell you, <laughs> my son probably doesn't have that dedication, so it's probably a bad metaphor, but it was one that sprung to mind for me. So we need to actually develop those skills so I would love to, obviously, as usual, give you a couple of small things that I think you could to meet this challenge of starting to shift the mindset 
of how we might be able to start implementing some of the changes that we need into our firms. So the next job you pick up, whether it be a um, – or even just go and grab the next one off your workflow list or whatever that is or the one that you're reviewing or the one you're about to start if you're an accountant or whatever it is, just go and grab a job, a simple one if you could, and have a quick look at it and see if you can immediately as you look at it go, how much would I expect the client to pay for it or how much would I cost this out? I want you to actually trap what goes through your head at that point. So it could be something, because we never really think about it, something natural. We usually start a job and then we finish a job and we don't actually think about the pricing of it, but we need to start actually thinking about that. So, you know, obviously some of the best ways if you still do have timesheets is to grab last year's timesheet and look at what it actually cost you. So if it costs you, say, $5,000 in time, you know, ultimately in our old model, you would have said, right, well, I'm going to price it at $5,000. But, you know, it did actually cost you, but you might have had a write-off, so then it cost you less. So I want you to actually see and think about what you actually thought about when you're, you're thinking about pricing the job. So you started to get an awareness of what is your thoughts and mindsets that run through you when you think about pricing a job and what you think pricing are and write them down. And then if you have a job, try to think of a job now that is um, the clients are really cool and, you know, they would really accept any kind of pricing or would be willing to have an upright conversation that perhaps you haven't. And then maybe, you know, listen to some of our previous podcasts. We'll link them down on how you can actually frame that conversation and go and have a conversation with your clients up front. The thing about value pricing and or any kind of fixed pricing is actually, first of all, to actually comprehend the value to the customers. So first of all, I want you, before you talk to the customer, sit down and think, why would the customer actually value this? If we can't figure out what we understand is the value, um, it's very hard for us to then sell it because we're not understanding the value to the customer. So if it's a tax return, obviously one of the values could be that they feel certain that their legislation requirements are met and that was one that would spring to mind, but you'd be surprised as to what um, people value from our work. So if you're brave enough, um, and I would strongly suggest this, is actually go and ask the clients what do you value about our work and, you know, actually ask the question. And then if they kind of can't come up with anything, you've then got to be ready to actually communicate the value and say, hey, well, you know, we spend a lot of time reducing tax and actually explain it. But first of all, even if you are not to the level of confidence that you can do that, and just try to even explain it to yourself and work through that. So what we're trying to do here, even if you don't go and talk to your client, is starting to shift the mindset on this stuff. Okay, don't worry about technique. Don't worry about any of that. Just worry, you know, try to think of what you're actually thinking about. That will give you a baseline of how much you need to shift and change. And then obviously the next thing is to actually then start working and selling. And I'm not going to go through the skill sets required for that. I think I've covered it in previous podcasts for sure, but we cover this a lot in our courses, um, particularly the Renovate course and, you know, how we actually work this through in our everyday and we shift these behaviours without, you know, really scaring you as well. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to grab a job, think about how you price it, think about how you would communicate and ask for clients around the value and go forward. So they're the two that I would like you to to try right now if you want to get a little bit more advanced and you've got 
the tax and the compliance and the more set products under control. Have a think about a new product or something that you, you've either got, um, whether it be strategic planning or cash flow or something that you've got, and go out and find three or four clients and ask them what they would value, if they would find this value, and actually ask them. Because value pricing is solely dependent on connecting the value to the customer. That's why it's called value pricing. And so we need to start starting with our customers on all of this value pricing bit. And again, as I said, that's the main reason or one of the main reasons I think that we haven't had a revolution on this front that we should have had because we do need to have that. And there's, you know, I'm not going to go into the great work, as I said previously, that Ron Baker has done, but um, because there's plenty of people out there that you can go and see how to actually do this. The thing that is disturbing me and the gap we've got a bridge and the communicate the conversation we've got to have is the fact that we don't have the skills to actually change to it and the skills to then actually sell it. And we really need to work on that. And if we can't do that ourselves, I'm sure we can get great people into your business who can. So this is super important to us. So again, have a look at a couple of jobs that you already have. First stage, just write down your thoughts on how you would actually price it and how you would actually tell the client. If you want to get a little bit brave, go and do that with the client, the fixed product. And if you want to go one extra step, you know, take a product that's not standard, such as cash flow statements or something that should be fixed price, and then go and ask the clients, um, one or two clients, save clients, as to what they would actually want from it. So I know for sure, because I've done it, that if you follow what I've said and if we work on it or even better, really come in and have a conversation with us about how we could help you renovate your mindsets, behaviors around this while making it more efficient in what you do every day, we can guarantee that pricing will stop being part of the the conversation and engaging with your clients will just become easier and easier. So would love you to reach out um, in the link below to book a, a reach out call with me and to get to know you better, get to know your thoughts and experiences on this. It would be super if we could talk about it. It's something I want to solve because there's some great information around there. We know that we've got to change this, but it's not changing. It's not changing fast enough. So let's get something done about it. So as always, please continue the conversation and be brave. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. To check out more information on all things Sandine and Blueprint, go to the website blueprinthq.com.au and remember, continue the conversation and be brave. See you next time.